Pain Talk, a podcast for patients living with pain and those that care for them. Now here's your host, palliative and emergency care physician, Dr. Maureen Allen. Welcome everyone to another Pain Talk podcast. Now today we're doing things a little bit different. I'm coming from my home to record this podcast. The world is in a shutdown because of novo coronavirus which has literally put us all on notice. Uh, we wait, we hunker down, we're practicing physical distance by staying, but staying socially connected, which I think is is really important during these trying times. As many of you know, I also work in our community emergency department, which is a designated coronavirus center. And, and I'm quite amazed at how the powers that be have mobilized all of us to uh, pull ourselves together to work very hard to provide the best possible care we can while keeping each other safe. And I'm sure that most of you are also aware that uh, Darcy, who helps me with this podcast, is also a first responder. So both of us work in the acute care setting. So we both have seen some very dramatic changes in terms of how we are going to deliver care. But I'm going to be honest with you, you know, uh, it, it is a very, very scary time. I've been in healthcare for 35 years. Um, and uh, I must say, this is the first time that I've ever had had myself pause and just take a deep breath. And I do really believe that we are all in this together. So uh, so today we're going to actually um, uh, do a podcast from a distance with uh, someone I met in Halifax many months ago uh, during the Canadian Pain Task Force uh, meetings here in Halifax. And his name is uh, Vince Adams. And Vince is a chiropractor. And I think it's a really important area for us to explore. And uh, so we're going to uh, have a chat conversation with uh, with Vince and uh, hopefully see that he's doing okay too, because I'm sure that uh, for our independent and private uh, businesses that are out there, this has been devastating from a uh, financial perspective. Uh, so we'll see how he's managing uh, his caseload uh, as well as how he is doing. But he has a very special interest in working with individuals with chronic pain. So it'll be interesting to explore some of the techniques or some of the challenges and also the benefits of working with uh, a very um, uh, challenging uh, clinical condition uh, and trying to give people with this complex disease uh, some quality of life. So welcome, Vince. How are you anyway? I'm, I'm pretty good, Maureen. We're making our way through this crisis. I know. It's it's insane eh, how how life has changed so quickly. When you think about, I'm not sure when that meeting was in Halifax around the the Canadian Pain Task Force. That was probably about a month ago. How normal mm. things seemed at that point, and and just how drastically they are so different. Oh, things of our worlds have been turned upside down for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a new normal, and uh, I think none of us have ever experienced this for sure. And when they keep going back to at least I think 1918, although there are probably some people out there that do remember. Actually, I saw a really interesting case. It was uh, a lady in Italy who was 102 who um, had actually survived coronavirus, but when they did her serology, she actually had serology that suggested that she had been exposed to the 1918 flu as well. So this is a, a woman that, yeah, so we need some of that 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 hearty uh, immune system, uh, whatever whatever she's got, I think most of us want to have for sure. <laughs> so, That's so, incredible. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Some of these stories are very inspiring for sure. So, so Vince, I'm just uh, going to get you to talk a little bit about yourself, your background, and uh, the kind of work that you do and how you got there. Um, well, as, as you're aware, obviously, I'm a chiropractor, but originally I started out, I was doing research 
and when I got my first degree, I did a, an honors thesis and and had to do with uh, cancer research at the the vet school actually in Charlottetown, and uh, and then I kind of from there I I decided to move on to the chiropractic school and and then finish my degree in chiropractic, and then then I realized that there's a lot more to my education that I needed to fulfill. So I went on to become a diplomat in, in rehab, rehabilitation, and then went on to further in acupuncture. So I've been doing acupuncture for a long period of time, 27 years actually. So it kind of evolved. It started out as chiropractic, then I kind of <laughs> mutated. I constantly changed in my philosophy. So I think that happens to all of us, actually, in our professional careers, is that we kind of find ourselves being sort of directed towards these areas that give us a lot of uh, joy and pleasure, obviously, in what we're doing. And uh, so it's, it's you're probably more normal than you think, actually. Um, where are you from originally? Where where, where are you originating from? From Monaco, from Monaco PEI. So what, what inspired you to go into this field? Was it just something that you just kind of naturally navigated to, or was there something that moved you in that direction? Well, originally I had um, I'd actually gotten um, accepted to med school, and I, I sat back and I kind of thought about my own my own thoughts on everything and how I felt about things. And then, and at that point in time, my wife had some great experiences with a chiropractor here on the island in terms of her migraines and and got tremendous relief. And so I, did, I don't know, I kind of was moved more towards the philosophy of like no drugs and things like that and, and more wellness and, and improve your overall health and fitness. And that's the way I am personally, that's my own philosophy. So it just seemed to kind of move me towards that. So then, and it just kind of took off from there. When I got to chiropractic school, there wasn't, it was interesting because I was probably the only one in my class who didn't have a father or a brother or <laughs> someone else in the profession. And, and as a matter of fact, I had never been adjusted. I'd never experienced chiropractic before I got into school. So what is required to, um, to get that expertise? Like what's involved? Typically, most individuals definitely have uh, your undergrad, usually in kinesiology or biology. Um, you can also have it in physiology. You can have a variety of undergrad, undergrad programs. But for the most part now, it's becoming more difficult, like all schools, in terms of getting access to it or getting accepted. So now we're finding that a lot are have their masters and various degrees. And and we're also similar to the medical profession where we're trying to expand that and, and not just, you know, biology or physiology or kinesiology. We're kind of like doing the arts and realizing that the your overall how you feel and how you think is just as important as the core what you're you know what I mean? You need some definitely some certain core courses but after that you know your you know your arts degrees and things like that are are accepted just as much yeah absolutely that that mind body connection and that spiritual connection are so important to looking at a holistic approach to individuals especially someone with a complex disease like chronic pain so what do you love most about the work that you're doing oh (laughs) you know i i was thinking about that and uh, what i find is when people come to my office it's Usually, when they're either they're meant like you described, there's a mental aspect to chronic pain or or acute pain, and like in terms of what they can do, their functioning and and their abilities to participate in life activities, right? Putting their pants on in the morning. So the rewarding fact for me when I am in my office, I get to see it quick.
quickly. So when, when I work on someone, you get instant gratification. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Like when they come in, they're not able to walk, and then you're able to help them walk on the way out. Wow. And then, but that's the initial, that reward. But then the further you get into things, like in terms of that's the acute, but then as we get into the chronic stuff, you get more aspect of the rehab, right? When then I start doing exercises and things that they can do for themselves mentally to help them get through chronic pain. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just kind of come back then a bit. So when you look at the principles of uh, therapy and care for patients using the model of a chiropractor, what, what are the basic important uh, principles that you uh, you apply to that patient? And, and I guess what I'm trying to get at is I'm probably not asking in the best way, but how is the job of a chiropractor different than an osteopath or a massage therapist? Maybe that's another way to look at it. Hmm. So, so the the main obviously the main difference would be the adjustment in terms of the the impact it has on the function of the spine and and their ability to move properly. So that's kind of the differentiating factor. And and I I think when you get into the osteopathic uh, technique, it's more of a slow kind of a, a gradual increase in movement where you kind of work with the body and it's. It's a, an excellent profession as well, and but ours is more of a, you know, like a high amplitude, you know, quick adjustment that's uh, okay. fast, right? So there's a little bit of a high velocity difference, different aspects which make it unique. And is is a focus most? This is just as my I'm learning as well, Vin. So I'm really interested in in learning more. Is the focus more on spinal cord function um, or vertebral function? I mean, obviously they're one and the same. But is that where most of your your uh, therapeutic interactions occur? Is within the spinal cord? Um, it's or not spinal cord, the vertebral body. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say spinal cord. It, it's the vertebral bodies, obviously. It's these and the tissues that support that, obviously. Yeah. Right. And I think that you're right. That's our main focus is the function of, of the joints and how the spine moves and, and how it interacts with the muscles and the ligaments and, and to, to put it into a little box. And I've, I've said this to, to my own patients is, you know, like I'm probably a part of your overall care and, you know, and, and we can help you direct you into other areas like massage and things like that that can also help. And, and I've told people, you know, you take from each individual practitioner what you achieve to help you get to the final goal. So for myself, you know, I treat the whole person. And then after that, they can kind of realize that, okay, he's, he's excellent at getting me back on my feet. I feel good. I'm able to do things. And then they start to incorporate other aspects of healthcare where they might have the massage and they might, you know what I mean? So then it becomes an overall goal. But in general, chiropractors focus on that. And then kind of that is the the, the starting ground for further care kind of idea. We often tell patients in the pain self-management program is that there will there's not going to be one specific tool that you're going to be able to use. No. It's multiple tools, right? So exactly. this could be another tool that could be helpful. Are there particular kinds of patients or types of conditions that you would prefer to work uh, work with, or uh, does it matter? <laughs> I've seen all aspects of care. Like I have two practices, one in Charlton and one in Summerside. And each are unique, actually, which is kind of interesting. And my Summerside practice is predominantly the older generation. 
mm-hmm. and and for them, um, they just want to be able to to walk in the morning. So they have a whole different mindset. They just want to do their daily activities. They want to be able to stay at home and not go into a nursing home. And they want to be able to do their function, be able to function properly. Then you've been in Charlottetown. I have more of a sports type of, of practice that are people that are very active. They're younger. They're like, I can do this, but I want to do it better. And I want to be able to achieve you know, more in my sport that I'm doing. So I see a lot of athletes in one and I see more of the older generation in the other. But typically it's, it's all very similar, just how you approach it mentally. They're all functioning, but you want to improve one and the other you're right. just trying to get them going. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there a difference between how you work with patients who are presenting with acute pain versus those that have chronic pain? Well, one aspect is the the mental. You, I always look at my patient. I say, "What are your expectations out of this out of this treatment?" And a lot of them will, because it's about the patient, right? So you, for the acute care, you really try to stress the fact that I'm going to help you. We're going to get you out of pain, but that's the first step. And then, and then, then you need to do some things for yourself to to improve that. So the, more the acute is a quick fix. And sometimes you got to be careful because some patients will look at that and say, okay, well, there, I feel better. So now I'm just going to do nothing and I'll come back whenever I have an acute pain again. But the problem as you are aware is that then develops into a chronic situation very quickly. So we try to stay away from that and give them more of a the mind aspect of what they need to do personally. So you kind of get them, get them going functionally and say, okay, now you're at a pain, but this is the first step and now you need to do things. But then when you deal with, as you're aware, chronic pain, oh my goodness, like, you get into more of the, the mind, you know, the mental aspect of it. And and you're talking with them and you're doing more like encouragement and trying to get them, you know, motivated to do things themselves. And with chronic pain, you're, you're part of the picture. You got someone in front of you that they've gone the gamut. They've done everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they've had yeah. injections, you know? And so you're, you have a whole different mindset when that person walks in because, I always, I always joke because I say I'm the last kick at the can and mm. what can we do? What can I do as a chiropractor that would make this better? And you have to give them realistic goals because they will tend to latch on to you and say, okay, you're going to fix me. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You are going to fix yourself mentally and you're going to realize what you need to do to make yourself better. You know what I mean? So, yeah. self-awareness right and and learning how to deal and coping mechanisms and then they they're they're great once they realize the coping mechanisms and i can be part of that coping mechanism but i'm not the be all end all and then we can kind of work together to get the different aspects what they need to do and you talk about a really important thing too so part of how we help patients uh, find the strength to move forward or find that predictability is that we have to build that trust. And there has to be some predictability predictability in terms of how we approach them. So um, so do you find that, um, because when I think of chiropractor, I do think of, of sort of some very, not dramatic movements, but you, when you talk about those quick movements rather than sort of those, you know, very massage, gentle type movements, there has to be a certain amount, and I could be misinterpreting that, please tell me if I am. But there has to be a certain amount of trust and a sense of predictability in terms of what you're doing. Do you do you find that with the chronic pain patient, or 
do they just kind of let go? (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're bang on like 100% Maureen. You, the, the, I literally probably with my chronic patients, if they've seen a number of individuals, a lot of the first few visits are is becoming the the trust is you're you're developing a trust relationship um and you don't i really don't want to do too much because people in chronic pain you don't want to aggravate it because it just sets them into a a tailspin so i find that for those individuals i'll do a gradual increase in the amount that i do to them so, so they don't have a tailspin. So a lot of it is, since I have a variety of diversified practice, you know, I might do a little bit of uh, active release, some acupuncture, something to just kind of, but at the same time, you're building a trust and then you do a little bit of an adjustment and they go, oh, okay, that's not too bad. And then you look for the response. So chronic pain um, patients, they've basically coped they're coping with their present level, as you're aware mm. of what yeah. their pain is. So if you change that in any way, they just go off the deep end in some cases. And I've been doing it 27 years. So I've kind of basically understand that concept. So I really work slow with individuals like that to try to get them to understand that, okay, we're going to do this light adjustment and you might have some pain tonight and tomorrow morning, but then it's going to kind of gradually come around. And, and once they understand and gain that trust, then it's you're engaging more. You're doing more each visit. And then they're like, wow, okay. And then, and then you say, don't forget your coping mechanisms and then do your stretches and do your exercises. And then it just kind of goes from there. So it's, yeah. it's, it, you're right. It's, it's totally different with a chronic patient than it is with acute, right? Yeah. Are there, are there particular techniques that you find more effective in patients who live with chronic pain um, or as, a, as opposed to, because I, I mean, sometimes patients will tell me that they want to hear noises, right? They want to hear cracks when, when <laughs> chiropractors is, and I don't know if that, and I hear, hear that more with the acute pain patient than I do with the chronic pain, because sometimes those, those sounds that uh, can happen when tissue is being uh, changed or uh, manipulated uh, can be quite scary for some people as well. So can you comment a little bit about the noises when chiropractors are actually moving tissue? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the actual noise is uh, it's the release of nitrogen gas from the, from the joint itself. So the cavitation of the joint, basically, it, I always tell individuals that it's, it sounds scary, but then it's not painful when you do it. And that's the aspect that they need to understand. It's, you know, and then when you do it, you do a little bit and they go, oh, well, that didn't hurt. It's the noise. And you know what the big thing now, Maureen, is, oh, it drives me foolish because people Google, right? Oh, yes, they, yes, yes. They see all my, i like, really? <laughs> Should you yes, do that? Exactly. And then they come in and they come in and they're expecting this, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I always joke about the fact that the hardest thing for a chiropractor to do is to keep his hands in his pocket and that is in terms of you know the the take away that nervousness that they have and and get them to understand that not every time we're going to adjust you we're going to do it when it's necessary and when it will benefit you but we don't randomly just adjust you and so they have to get that in their mind they're looking for that crack right yes exactly yeah and and there's that expectation so sometimes when you don't do it 
they and you give the reasoning for not doing it, then they're like, oh, okay, that and they're impressed with the fact that you're caring more about you're taking on the patient's needs and what they want. And you're trying to make them understand that that's not necessarily the best thing at this moment in time. Like if you have a, if I have a, an acute patient with a hot facet and I mean like super inflamed, the last thing that I tend to do is get in there and try to get that moving. It, it, it just flares it. You know what I mean? Like it can yeah. aggravate a little bit. So yeah. I try to, I try to make them understand that, you know what, let's settle the inflammation down and then you'll love the adjustment and you'll benefit yeah. the facet like the most right not only do we have to feel safe that facet joint has to feel safe <laughs> with right. being moved yeah. exactly so, right yeah. we're going to end there and uh, pick it up next week when we'll discuss the unique relationship chiropractors have uh, with their patients who are living with pain so we'll stop for now thank you for joining us for this edition of pain talk To learn more about our podcast and to find links mentioned in today's show, please visit our website at paintalk.ca.